0: You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, you're listening to SM D&D in the morning with Jordan, the silent PH, and Lucian, the SAR... Lucian of gaming. Hey everybody, Jordan here, silent PH, uh, welcome to the Saturday Morning D&D Show. Lucian, my co-host, how are you? We had a week off.
1: I am good.
0: Okay. I'm glad we <laughs> settled all of that. Uh yes, I did shave. I am in a play and uh okay. I am playing Wayne Hopkins in the Show Puffs. It's a Harry Potter parody. It's very funny. Um and uh I didn't the director said I didn't have to shave, but the more I was playing the character, I'm like this character doesn't have a beard. So, <laughs> we're going clean-shaven for a little bit. It's been 3 the... years I've had a beard because I was like I'm going to grow it for a pandemic and then the pandemic didn't end.
1: And do so... do you are so are you a method actor where you're like Wayne for the next like 6 weeks? No, I
0: despise method actors. I that is not something that an actor Should needs to do. Should we do Wayne? No. <laughs> gotcha. No, uh, yeah, that's a whole can of worms you just opened, because I, <laughs> those people that are like, well, take I,
1: from Jordan. <laughs> I don't
0: know what a car crash feels, or my favorite is, I don't know what a gunshot feels like, but in order to do this, I'm gonna have to get shot by a gun so I can accurately portray, no, you can, yeah. you don't have to do that, so, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, welcome everybody, we're gonna talk about some Judges of Dragons, uh, Mr. Lucian had no electricity last week, which is why we had to cancel... But I we thought w- I
1: lost my computer last week. When it went down, the sound that the house made as the power zipped through it and then everything shut off and then came back on, my PC wouldn't start for another, like, at least 45 minutes of me turning it off and on, off and on, Ooh. finally getting it to back, come back up. I I thought it died. <laughs>
0: was It must have been the voltage or something was off, yeah, and so it didn't have enough, yeah. And
1: I have the power protectors and everything because the first search protector will
0: yeah it protects from over voltage but not under yeah Yeah, oh i'm getting
1: there (laughs) because the first time we moved into this house within two weeks of living here just by turning a breaker off and turning it back on it killed the first computer i had in this house so then i bought a more expensive you know line controlled um power or so it keeps it from the brown power out and the yeah. actual blackout. So it's not getting a surge and it's not getting the undercurrent. It's supposed but it's still, but I mean, me and you have talked off camera a few times that my computer has been acting wonky. Yeah. And it gets overheated a few times playing some of those big games that are really taxing your video cards. It's really pumping that heat out. And I think, uh, I think it's close. I think it's on its last legs. So then I was super worried last week. (laughs) Yeah, I would be too. (laughs) But but well, last week made it through.
0: Last week we were going to talk about uh, this book, Monsters of the Multiverse, that came out, and then but a whole bunch of other stuff came out. Mm -hmm. Um, In short, I picked this up. Uh, A lot of people were asking, like, is it worth it? And if you have Volos and all this other stuff, and especially since all of this has been updated on D&D Beyond if you have access to that do you need this no um some of the monsters are uh changed up a bit and they're kind of fun like but it's the same monsters uh i was thinking though this is really nice to have all of the additional races and stuff in one book mm-hmm. so i can say pick a race and then you know here are your class options here's like i kind of like that so for at the table, it's kind of nice, mm-hmm. but it's a reprint of most everything else. So
1: yeah, that's what I liked. I think that was one part that maybe got lost in like the Volo's and the Morticans and the. Uh, those are the two that are in there, right? They didn't throw any Tasha stuff in there, right? No, um... It
0: was, it was just Mordekainen. Mordekainen's Tomofo... The monsters come from Mordekainen's Tomofo's and Volo's yeah. Guide to Monsters. But and then the races, races come from a lot of different... Cause like, the satyrs in there, I think, and stuff. Yeah. Um But uh, Mordekainen's Foes had a bunch of lore, too. Like, here's a whole yeah. backstory on, like, where the elves came from, and here's, you know, all this stuff. So that n- not necessarily was... Uh, Forgotten Realms specific was, but was very like Forgotten Realms adjacent, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. and so they kind of just they also just stripped all that lore out in this book. You're getting monsters, and that's about it. It, it is like Stat-wise. essentially a monster manual too. Like, yeah, they just combined it all. So I don't know. Well,
1: that's good. I mean, if you need it at the table, it sounds like it's more reference. Two, so it is more useful, like at your table, when because you've already picked what creature's going to be in your. Yeah, so you don't have like five, five books open, up. kind of yeah. a thing. But Whereas, with like and gave you stories of orcs, or like what you said, like there was a lot yeah. of backgrounds. For yeah,
0: backgrounds. like where the goblins came from and and yeah. things like that. So I I I don't know. I like it. Um, I kind of just I'm a collector too, so I just kind of pick it up because I'm like, oh, it's the new book. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't say that though because I don't. I didn't. I specifically didn't get any of the critical role books, yeah. (laughs) You know, and so I'm like, I don't know why I got this one when I have those other monster things. They didn't change the monsters enough for me to warrant buying this, especially when I have it all on D and D Beyond, and I kind of run games through D and D Beyond nowadays. But was it
1: like you saw the cover and you really liked it?
0: No, I just kind of wanted it. I wanted to check it out knew- and see what it was. Was it an Amazon so.
1: order, or did you go to your Game Store?
0: It was an Amazon order, yeah. Oh, and I think I had some Amazon points, so I probably got it for super cheaper. Been. That might have helped. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have not picked that one up yet. Um, I keep thinking about the slipcase. I know my store... Sometimes when people don't buy the stuff and if you wait long enough, they'll do some discount stuff because it just sits on the shelf sometimes. And mm-hmm. people maybe not want to buy that big of a – or all three of those books at once. But I liked the look of the slipcase when I went, walked by it and I was buying those um, oh, yeah. Pathfinder books. And I was like, ooh, I picked it up. It was super close. I almost got it. Just like I wanted to get those – they put out that special edition of the original books, the DMG, the Player's yep. Handbook, and then – there was a third one there. What was it? it was, was it
0: the Monster Manual? It was... The, uh,
1: there was three in it. I forget what no, it No, yeah. It was the Monster the Manual, three, the four. Dungeon
0: Master's Guide, and the Player's Handbook. Yeah, and the then three, the second four one, four. one was... Is it Xanathar's Tasha and Mordenkainen of the... Or uh, the Mordenkainen's thing. Monsters of the Multiverse? I could remember. Yeah, so We're really those, good at our show, guys. We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really good.
1: Or buying products. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we um, get them off D and D Beyond and electronically. so. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then uh, I think this came out Monday, but nobody knew until Wednesday when uh, Wizards of the Coast Todd Kenrick published a couple videos about um, the Unearthed Arcana that came out. So I was a little surprised, and I went to their website, and I'm like, "Yeah, it says it was released on Monday, but I don't, I don't know if I believe them because usually I, <laughs> usually somebody in the Discord." finds it and chats about it, found it yeah. but nobody knew about this until it was released um but giants unearthed arcana and this is pretty cool they have some subclass op- options that are all giant based so there's a barbarian um well that's the the subclass uh, but then a wizard runecrafter which is kind of like the rune knight but from a wizard perspective of like like i don't know rune magic um, and then there's a circle of the primeval, which is a druid one that's really caught my attention and a lot of other people's because you have a primeval companion, yeah. and this is the 3.5 edition ranger uh, druid that had a. I shouldn't say ranger because I th- I'm pretty sure the druid in 3.5 had a companion. Um, and this one is like, you can use your wild shape to actually have this companion. And I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, and then a whole bunch of feats, which is really hinting at the new Dungeons of Dragons 5.5, edition that we keep talking about that we're going to have, here's your level one feat list. Here's your level four feat list. Here's your level eight feat list. And that you can't take a level eight feat when you're level four. And it seems like they're going that way to flavor your character a little bit. Um, So I could be a, I don't know, human uh, fighter, just a generic fighter. But I have this uh, Fury of the Frost Giants, which is like I've got, I don't know, I was blessed by a Frost Giant or something. And so now I have resistance to cold. And when I attack creatures, I can retaliate with a burst of magical blah, blah, blah. Um, pretty cool it's all kind of tied to constitution which mm-hmm. is something I like that it's not intelligence based so everybody kind of wants constitution um, so it works for everybody and I'm looking at these as a dungeon master thinking I would love this to be uh, not a magical item but like a blessing that my that something in game, you know, like the, the characters defeat something, the gods come down and they bless them or the giants bless them. And so now they have this feat kind of for free. Uh, I'm curious the direction Wizards is going with this to see if mm-hmm. it's going to work out like that or if it's going to be something completely
1: different. Well, and even in the some of the feat descriptions, it's a lot of elemental stuff and a lot of stuff referencing giants and yep. what this felt like to me was a, a great supplement to um storm king's thunder anybody that read storm king's thunder because you dive big time into the history of the giants and what's going on with the ordning and the the battle between them and the dragons and you get to find out a lot more and learn that lore if you're going to run that campaign about you know the different types of giants and stone giants and fire giants and cloud giants and you know just all the stuff and when I was reading this, it was just bringing up all those memories back again of me reading through that book, Go, oh yeah, this is, there's so much giant lore that they have. And it's a lot of stuff that I like in this where it's talking about things getting bigger or how to use things that are big in your campaign kind of thing. So whether it's like, the Barbarian, you, you, your size increases or your companion's a big, you know, creature that you're going to be using. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's runes and, and power there to make you bigger with some of those feats there. And I just thought those are all kind of cool. And, and runes were big in Storm King's Thunder also because that was a lot of the magic that the giants tapped into. Yeah. Rune magic. So I think it's cool that it's bringing it to us. Stuff that we could use. Stuff that maybe a character could learn or the even the idea that maybe at some point you let you know a player in your campaign explore the idea of playing a giant or playing something like that where D&D really has always confined us to medium size right they they always stayed even when they gave us like centaur they were really careful not to make it a large creature or when they gave us monster races they didn't give us like ogre they you know or if you were a minotaur i think it was always still you were just medium creature. They didn't want to go past that for some reason in their combat system. But this kind of feels like maybe they're loosening up on that a little bit. Maybe they're like, okay, maybe it's not such a big deal if if somebody there isn't just medium size. I don't know.
0: I disagree because I think a lot of this is like you are medium until you use the power. But it specifically says a couple of times that if you're in a place where you can't become large, you don't. Like, it's impossible. Gotcha. So, uh, and I don't, you're right, I don't know if that's a, a balance thing. It doesn't feel like it should be because even even Gary Gygax was just like, if you want to play a dragon, pick up the monster manual and play a dragon. Like, who cares? Yeah. So, uh, the, the idea that we have playable races but not playable monsters and that all races need to be, I don't know. But then on the flip side, let's think about that. They did give us, Tiny fairies, and you can be sure. tiny can I'm pretty small. sure well, you can go <laughs> you can because it's large, medium, small, tiny, and I think the fairies can be tiny, maybe I'm wrong about that, like the yeah, brownies or something I'll have to look it up, so but yeah, anyway, that's somebody on chat will correct me because they're yeah, awesome
1: felt to it felt to me like they tried to stay away from huge, which would have been the four square you know token. For your character. Like, they always kept you in the five, five by five square. Well, or less. medium is
0: five by five. Large is yeah, or less. four, is four. Th- yeah, okay, that's th- what yeah. I'm
1: thinking of. I'm sorry, large.
0: And then huge is another circle outside of that. And then gargantuan is another circle left yeah, that. No, fairies have to be small. Okay, thank you, Bill. Yeah, so never mind. So they, we can't, so even we can't there, go tiny. Big fairy. <laughs> big and we can't fairies. go large. I don't yeah. know. And I wonder if it's because of the reduce and in large spell because if i could take a large creature mm. and make it you know huge i don't know bigly as they like to say
1: bigly i always thought it was something about the what could surround something and maybe that's through balance that's off. true if you're because you're playing a 4 square and then all of a sudden you can have nine things around you being yeah. on you but i don't I, I don't know i don't i can't I, is that the only reason, or was there really a truly different reason for that? I was, I, I wonder if we could find that out there. So I bet somebody on the internet has talked about that somehow, some way. I don't know. But maybe, maybe we can start to have, you know, bigger things that we can have because we could, I guess, have your your DM in um, when you went to Tomb of Annihilation down in Chol, I feel like you could buy a large dinosaur that could carry stuff for you and it was considered large and went around with your party so you could have a companion oh yeah pet that's large well
0: even the drake ranger at a certain level your dragon becomes that was the
1: first time that yeah i thought that they would give it to us because they would never give that size of a pet to us before and the
0: druid shape change you specifically can shape change into large creatures like the giant scorpion and the giant centipede and stuff not centipede but spider like those are large in the monster manual so you can yeah. shape change into so a large makes, creature
1: yeah so i don't know what the what the hesitation would have been for that i'll have to look that up at some point there must be some story behind why they've always stayed away from that I don't know. we'll get jeremy on the show and tell all of us so Mr. Crawford, I've got She's questions for oh, you. Yeah. But I thought of all, uh, like, rating UA articles that you've read from ones that we didn't like, maybe are a 1, and ones that we liked were a 10. Where I felt like this was like an 8, 9, or a I, 10. I, I thought, thought it was so a solid really 10. At...
0: This is, I mean, <laughs> yeah. these look really fun. Yeah. Um, really curious about that circle of primeval. I like that a lot. But yeah. I also like pets, so I'm always taking fine familiar and things like that. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, it's like up there. Things. I think this is really cool. And it, it makes me wonder where, uh, what is this for? What did you think it was for?
1: Like, yeah. Do you think it's a book specifically or were they just, is this one where they're truly trying out mechanics and ideas? Or is this like a, like you said, a precursor to something? Cause I know some people have been trying. It's to a precursor. Guess. Like it's, if, it, it's gonna be if it's a not book. a big
0: hit, they'll pull it back and say, we were just testing new stuff, but this is a big hit. Everyone's talking mm-hmm. about it. So this is going in a book what what book do you think it is going into what do you what's our next book <laughs> which is really what this podcast has turned into i think yes. it's just we're jordan next. and lucian talking about what do we think the next book is going to be <laughs> we're changing the show yeah
1: Indeed. what's the next book <laughs> um well we we've, so our hints are druid circle of primeval yep and when when we see that i think of okay maybe the past maybe something Deep dark forests that stay undiscovered, but then you have Path of the Giants. Giants are always known in a lot of the history of any of the worlds. They always see people like to put them as they were here before. Yeah, the Titans. Yeah, and maybe their their kingdom is always on the wane, but they used to be big. You know, they used to be these civilizations. So that I feel like gives us maybe we're getting a book that goes back in time a little bit. Maybe we get a book that's going to show us some like early. Forgotten Realms stuff, or maybe an early yeah. campaign world? Well, or... and
0: I'm I'm wondering the same thing. And is this tying into Critical Role? Because I, I haven't super been following Critical Role, but I know you just sent me a clip this morning of the, uh, is it Brendan?
1: Bren- Brennan?
0: It, Brennan, is that his name? I think there's no D in there. Um, yeah, yeah, Brennan. So he's running a, a like, Critical Role, a, I don't know, yeah, side like tangent I- game. But yeah. it's set in the like pre-cataclysm, like way early critical role history. So mm-hmm. like super, super early. And I don't know yeah. if there are giants necessarily in that um because I don't know much about critical role lore. Uh but that that made me think, like, okay, are we are is this I mean, obviously they I bet Critical Role has uh Jeremy Crawford and and or I should say critical role at Wizards of the Coast have each other on speed dial and i'm sure it's just like hey do you want to incorporate this into your next campaign so that we can make some (laughs) extra money and like it's you know beneficial uh so we'll see See um i was also thinking uh because the war between the giants and the dragons was a big thing in the forgotten realms we could go back in time and there could be like here's here you are playing now or maybe maybe a Not an undiscovered continent, but like, I don't know, something like that.
1: What if you're playing when the humans are first arriving? Yeah. So everything that's there now, you're new to this place. Because in Forgotten Realms now, humans have been around for a while. All the other races have been around for a long, Mm -hmm. long time. But you've also been around for a long time if you're human. And it's kind of centric to those places. But before that, all that history that's there, what, what would it even look like if you were playing when humans first made it to the continent or first started showing up.
0: And the giants and the dragons were fighting all of the time wars going on. And you're just kind of like, I just want to survive guys. (laughs) And so I could definitely see we have these group patrons kind of thing coming out. And so what if we have, you have to pick a side, are you on the side of the dragons or the giants? And I don't know. Um, I also like the idea of
1: of a setting where maybe everything is giant sized. (laughs) <laughs> so maybe it's like the Kaiju world or it's the oversized world or like we're going into the we're journeying to the center of Forgotten Realms and we find out that at the center of the earth, everything's much bigger. So, yeah, you know, it's like that whole that trope of look, it's so a mosquito. It, oh, my God. It's the size of an airplane. It, <laughs> or whatever.
0: Uh, Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers three. What, like world, <laughs> yeah. world three or four is like the big world. That was a yeah. fun one.
1: So something maybe, maybe they're gonna do something like that. So you can actually have you know Godzilla fights fighting yeah. King Kong kind of stuff in your campaign.
0: So then I was googling um, giants in Magic the Gathering because we haven't had a Magic the Gathering since Strixhaven, um, and sense. I and I think We're that that's one. still a direction that they could go. Giants mm-hmm. appear all over um, Magic the Gathering. Not not yeah. surprising. Uh, I don't know much about this, but Zendikar caught my eye. And we were kind of talking about that in the Discord, that um, it's kind of a a prehistoric land in that Mm -hmm. sense. And that, um, I don't know, like, uh, I'm looking at it now trying to find things, but it's populated by goblins, elves, and vampires. Like, I don't know, but there's (laughs) like a lot of giants and it just kind of had that old timey, I don't know, like raw primeval world i guess and so i i i don't know this could be a cool cool thing uh zendikar was my guess if it's going to be a magic the gathering setting but i'm not entirely sure
1: it's one that i know is popular in the magic the gathering setting, so it makes sense that if they have a list of ones that they're thinking about i could see zendikar being on that um so i think that could be cool And, and really this could lend itself to any type of looking back at that ua yeah you could see some you know influences of magic the gathering in there because even just any type of green you know mass summoner there always seems to be something cool and big that you're getting out of every green deck right there's always some big t-rex thing you can pull out or you know Mm -hmm. some big big creature so that could maybe that really could and then you're I could see your wizards of runecrafting being your blue and yours you know, your blue black stuff or your blues and something and I could see that. I think that could fit there either way. You have two good guesses, I'm thinking.
0: Another theory is that oh, we got Fizbin's <laughs> Treasury of Dragons. Yeah. Are they gonna make basically that book but for giants? So like uh, here's a book uh, about dragons, here's some dragon monsters. I- Here's I some guess. dragon subclasses. Here's some dragon feats, and now we're gonna do a giant version, and it's it's pretty much the same book, but we're giving you new monsters. Here's some lore, two
1: sides of the war. Yeah, that could be good. Almost like you had in the when 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 they did the demons and the devils, the two sides of the war. You know, you got yeah. a really good in depth look at the battles between them or the what's going on between them down in hell. Finally, that could be
0: cool. We could run our living in the land of the lost. Yes. Uh, <laughs> campaign that, campaign that everybody yes. that that silly show was so bad. Yeah. Was and it just all just called Land of the Lost? Cats. Yeah, Land of oh that oh yeah they remade it in two thousand nine as a movie. That's <laughs> right. I never saw it, but Land of the Lost. I I am a sucker for that journey to the center of the earth. And there's this weird prehistoric world. Uh X-Men yeah. does it with the savage lands. Like I always yeah. thought that savage was really fans. cool. So yeah. I'm I am not opposed to this. Like I yeah, I sure think DC this could be a lot their of fun. Version. There's yeah. some
1: island out there that has nothing but giant That has characters. never
0: been touched. It's preserved, yeah. you know. Um and I, I like that idea a lot. Uh, if we got more dinosaur stat blocks, I would be very happy. Um, so they don't really test stat blocks for monsters. Mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of release like that. Only, but uh, I'm curious. So I don't know. Uh, I I don't know much about Zendikar. I was kind of theory crafting with, um, what's his name, Aetherhub, who oh, yeah. is the guy that I worked with for the Strixhaven videos. And he does Magic the Gathering lore. So we were talking uh, kind of like casually, uh, mostly because he just had a baby. And we were talking. He's like, she cries all the time. What do I do? And I'm like, I don't know, because my baby also cried all the time. <laughs> you just figure it out. You just you wait, I guess, and feed it. I don't know. It's hungry. Um, So we were talking about that. And. Because there's a new Magic the Gathering Baldur's Gate setting coming out, which is kind of cool. Those cards Um, looked
1: really cool. They're releasing
0: some really fun cards. Uh, Specifically, there's like a card called White Plume Adventurer that I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're hearkening back to uh, White Plume Mountain, which is not in the Forgotten Realm. So it's kind of interesting that it's part of this set. Um, and the there's a Tomb of Horrors adventurer, so they're throwing in some Tomb of Horror uh, canon stuff in there, and should be kind of fun. Uh, that'll be interesting. I did finish, I don't think I told you this, but I did finish my collection of the oh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. I got the yes. whole, not all, like, there's like 600 cards, but if I had the borderless version of a card instead of the actual version, then I didn't bother getting... The actual version, because I had the gotcha. borderless version. So, uh, but I have a whole, they're really pretty to look at. So I, I flip through them. I'm like, this is awesome. So
1: six, there were 600 cards in that set.
0: Well, if you count the duplicates, so like oh, okay. here's one, here's a borderless, here's an alternative art one. That's yeah, what I mean. They're all the same card, but yeah. they have three different versions of How it. How many so.
1: cards then are you talking is in your collection?
0: So. Oh, I want to say two hundred or three hundred. I don't know. And that's like at that.
1: least one representation of each of the of cards, each of the cards.
0: Yeah. Be, yeah.
1: Okay. That's still that's it was a lot. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of artwork on those cards. And a lot oh of yeah. Mechanics on those Super cards cool. and. Man, that, that was such a cool mechanic that they added to you know, Magic the Gathering too. Just the, the adventure, the dungeon delve. And stuff. Up, the dungeon yeah. yeah
0: they their uh initiative is coming to the next one. And I don't exactly know how it works yet, but I don't think anybody does because the cards aren't out. But there's a lot of cards that are now. like when you play this, you you get initiative X, Y, and Z and it's like, oh, Hello. We should do
1: it at Gen Con We should pick a night where we play. We just have our decks of Oh, I'll things. totally bring some play. decks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, just, we will play fun. Magic, sir. That'll be fun. That would be good. I'll build a Sitting couple of decks. dinner, you know, just throwing yeah. some games. Now fun. that
0: I know how to play, it's like it's fun. Yeah. Um man, so I don't know. I'm really curious. I I like the giant stuff. I think I'm Oh, here's a good question for you. If you had to pick a side between dragons and giants, what are you going to pick?
1: originally dragons right like uh, growing up everything dragons Heck but yeah. the minute i ran and really started reading storm king's thunder i think i'm now team giant i like i think i'm like moving to that side i think they're really interesting the things that were going on with them and the way they're there they're, they're all, a the lot cooler than have. just big
0: humans i'll give them that yeah. like yeah.
1: yeah there's a lot going on that i didn't realize whereas dragons are cool always oh yeah are cool but but now i'm like oh this is cool so i think before that dragons for sure but now for sure i think uh t- team giant i'll go team giant
0: yeah, yeah. so Anyway, Anarth Arcana is out there. I would encourage you guys to go read it if you're – well, if you're interested in it, I guess. It's it's very interesting.
1: Give us your guesses what you um,
0: – Yeah, I don't know, you know? I'm just – I really – it it could be so many things, but
1: – And here's what it yeah. is. No matter what book it ends up being, everything I saw in that UA article makes me think I'll love whatever book it is, whether it's a MTG book or it's a new setting or it's yeah. a critical role. The three things I saw there made me think. I think I'm gonna want this book. If this is what is just part of the couple of things that are in it, yeah, this is a book I want
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: This one um, added to my game. Yep. <laughs> well,
0: uh, and and yes, uh, uh, Moa Peach. I he he's been doing the hashtag drow Patreon game, Uh, so he wants to remind us that I still want to do that. I do, too. Uh, I'm in a play. I need to get through... I sent Jordan
1: some really cool stuff.
0: He did, and I did not buy it, because I I feel very poor at the moment. Um, (laughs) But I... I gotta get through June, because I'm in this play. It's crazy. We open next Friday, which will be fun. This is also why I don't have a lot of videos. Although, I have Monday off for Memorial Day. I think I'm going to try and film a really longer... Really good, awesome, long video. I have an I have an idea, um, but let's talk about Kickstarters. You have a couple Kickstarters you wanted to shout out about.
1: I did well, and um, I saw we all like uh, Cobalt Press, right? Yeah, so th- they're always ones that anytime they put out anything, I thought they were pretty cool. So I saw that one that was Campaign Builder: Cities and Towns, and I know you buy a lot of Cobalt Press books too. And do. you have always used them in your campaigns. What do you think about one that is about camp? you know campaigns building cities building things is this one that you when you saw it you thought hmm I'd, I'd give it a look just because you've you know their quality you know the kind of stuff they put out or is this one you would pass because you're pretty good at building your own cities and towns and
0: yeah i'm not good at that uh so i definitely like this and i like that it, um and i sorry i'll put a link in the in our notes here too or sorry in the chat um but it's called campaign builder Cities and towns there's a there's a hardcover book uh and also a box of like tiles to help you build a city, which I thought was kind of interesting or I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure. It's just like maps and stuff that you can utilize.
1: Yeah. Like a map um, folio, they called it. And yeah. I think a lot of people are using those ones so that you can generate, you know, encounter areas and, and things. So
0: here's the thing. This is cool. Like, if you want, if you like this, if you want to build your own stuff, that's fun. I am to the point where I will pick up my, you know, Eberron's uh, uh, what's that called? I was about to say Tolis, but it's uh, um, <laughs> oh, God, Sharn. God, God, the God, the city of God. Sharn in oh, Eberron is huge. There is entire source books just on Sharn. If I yeah. need city stuff, I'm gonna steal that and I'm gonna call it, you know, Jordan's city on the Mount, and then we're gonna mm-hmm. use that. And I'll just use Sharn stuff. Like I don't, I don't necessarily need to build it from the ground up. Um, that being said, I did I do love random tables to build stuff to be inspired by, and I specifically picked up Words Worlds Without Number, which is an RPG, but also that book is very heavy on creating like pantheons of gods and uh cities and towns and et cetera. Et cetera. So I there's value in that. Now I, I did not back this. Not because it's a bad product, I'm sure it's gonna be great. It's just that I'm gonna I'm gonna use a pre existing town and just make it my own, I think, yeah. rather than doing something like this. But
1: and we're we're never ones to tell you to go buy anything. These are we always bring up stuff that we're interested in. Yeah. Here's the thing that caught my eye mm-hmm. that makes me really it says in addition to the campaign builder hardcover and PDF editions, this will fund the creation of the folio, which are the wet, dry erase battle maps. Also, the Roll20 versions, you will get the Roll20 versions. So I play all my games on Roll20, and I thought that could be a nice Mm -hmm. hook for me to get me as a player. So if you're a big Roll20 fan, maybe you might look at this and see if it's something you want. Because I think for Roll20, that's what I love about it, is that I can always put out really cool maps for my, my players who live all over the country, and I can't get them at my table but they still can move their tokens around. They can still see dice rolling on, you know, the, the virtual tabletop. And to have a nice, cool map always just makes the sessions better, I think. so. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one hook that kind of got me into it. And it was Cobalt Press, so I'm always willing to give, you know, those guys a look at any product they're bringing out because I've always liked everyone I have bought. Even if I haven't bought everything they've done, the ones I have bought I thought have been quality and I've liked them, so I'll always take a look at something they're thrown out there. So I thought that was an interesting yeah.
0: one. Yeah, no, um, for sure. They're, uh, I mean, yeah, Cold Press is great. They make great stuff. I have many of their books.
1: I also saw one that was called uh, Aurora Age of Desolation. Yeah, this one and is it interesting. it really was the minis and the artwork that kind of captured me first. And then it was like, okay, this this seems like a pretty cool setting for you to take a look at and a lot of this stuff was all 5e compatible or 5e related or meant for 5e the stuff i saw just recently um and i thought it was great and i think what if you always get a good artist for your kickstarter you're always going to get my eyes because whenever i just see an image or a you know, I'm like a picture of something cool going on. I'm like, oh, let me check out what they're saying here. You know, you, you can grab me. So I, I always push back on that. Never judge a book by its cover. I won't judge it, but I'll pick it up and look at it if it has a good cover. <laughs> so I'll at least I, check I it mean, out. <laughs> covers definitely
0: catch your yeah. eye. There's a reason about that. Yeah. So,
1: And I like that they, they have a really cool miniature of a dragon in there. Very reminiscent of what I thought MC... Uh, DM stuff was doing Matt Colville's group was doing where they had some really cool minis when they f- did their very first Kickstarter that I think brought a lot of people to come lo- take a look at it. And yeah. Like and too.
0: these, these minis look awesome, but they're not printed yet. So that's where I'm always worried um, yeah. because uh, I I just remember that I had, well, uh, I think it was DM Nathan bought a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, critical role minis through a Kickstarter and yeah, the the composites, like the the cell shaded stuff, or not cell shaded, but like, you know, the the computer render of it is awesome. But then if it goes to kind of a crappy printer, all of a sudden the ones you get are like these are not the same molds that I wanted. So uh I don't know. I'm I I want STL files, I guess, sometimes when I look yeah. at those. Not that I have a three D printer, but
1: And then let me give you one more little hook here. It sounds like this is a book about five realms that are ruled by monarch dragons Ooh, each of them so there's like one that's a a lightning charged realm there's a gloom covered realm of swamps there's the scorched wastelands of the volcano there's the ice pyramids yeah massive dark and gloomy forest and each one of them have a dragon that rules over those lands and uh i thought that was kind of a cool idea to have a world that's built around maybe the five kingdoms or the five realms of some big creature that is the overall protector and and what cool things could you do there getting into that um lore and history or how would you use it in your Mm games i thought it was very cool 5e compatible for all you that are still out there playing 5e just might be something you look at i felt like it it looked like a a well put together um kickstarter yeah
0: no it it looks very professional done and hey they've raised three hundred thousand dollars which i mean i five years ago when a kickstarter a tabletop rpg kickstarter went over a hundred thousand it was impressive and now it feels like you know these Mm -hmm. guys have 20 days to go maybe they'll get to half a million and you're just like oh it didn't break a million huh like i don't know it's just kind of funny where i'm like (laughs) the norm feels like a million dollars now and it it's crazy the amount of stuff going on right now, but
1: so I'll give one last one out there uh everyday heroes, so I love a superhero uh i buy I feel like I buy all the superhero TtRPGs that are out there, even though I don't think I've played a single superhero role-playing game session yeah. <laughs> ever, nor have I run one, but I love them. I love reading them. I love thinking about them. I love pretending and telling myself I'm going to run a campaign of them someday. I lied. I have played many games of Mass, Oh yeah, genera- a new generation. I don't know why I didn't think that was a superhero game, but it is absolutely a teenage superhero game and it was fantastic. So that's the only one I have done, and I recommend that game if you haven't bought it. Everyday Heroes, here's where I think Jordan would be a little interested, or maybe some of those in the chat. Not only are they doing the rule book for Everyday Heroes, basically like the 80s action role-playing game that you could possibly think of, they list off some of the franchises and books that they're going to create using this system they're talking about.
0: Do you and, want to and, play a little... Well, and so this system, just to clarify, was yeah. is the... They they advertise it as the spiritual successor to D twenty modern. Well. So that was the three point five era, right? Where you know Wizards was really pushing like everyone, we need to use a D twenty, D twenty systems, da da da. And now so they kinda upgraded the three point five D twenty modern with fifth edition rules, and then now it's called Everyday Heroes. Yeah. Um, but go ahead, yeah, so these are cool.
1: <laughs> would you like to play a campaign or would you like to play maybe a Highlander campaign?
0: Right? Yeah. That could be you fun. see That
1: show, maybe you're a fan of the movies. What about Total Recall?
0: No, but no,
1: not a Total Recall fan. No. How about Pacific Rim?
0: Pacific Rim, one hundred percent. You seem like a Pacific oh, yeah. Rim. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, you want to you. Got, Escape from New I, York, one hundred percent. That yeah. <laughs> in a moment. Hell <laughs> and yeah. And the crow. Yeah. Think about a crow campaign. Could be I good. That would be. Could be really good. But also Rambo's in there. Universal Soldier, I thought was an interesting one. Kong yeah. Skull Island. Um, so they put these in here as other books that they're developing and are part of like um stretch goals and and part of the Kickstarter itself. Like I think what you're gonna do is when you get to the backer kit, you can add these on as add-ons of these campaign settings to use with the core rule book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. I feel like there's a good mix of different types of Games you could play there, where, you know, like with your your Total Recall, you can go maybe your cyberpunk route. Universal Soldier, you could go, you know, uh, a modern day battlefield apocalypse kind of thing. Kong Island, Pacific Rim, you've got your big big creatures fighting each other, or you're part of you're part of giant robots fighting big yeah. monsters, or you're you're helping big monsters fight other big monsters with Kong Skull Island. Who knows how that'll work. You know, because maybe you get to play a Kong. Who knows? Escape from New York, I think, would be an interesting one because that's like a a street-level modern day, but you could use really cool maps of New York and have your players trying to get out of some really terrible disaster that's happened or, like, there's just roving gangs and, and... crazies all around Mm -hmm. for some reason because they've turned it into they turn Manhattan into a prison island and that's just where they send everybody that's bad Mm -hmm. and then they just leave them there and those people can't leave there but nobody knows what goes on in there but they're like we don't care just keep shipping them there that kind of mentality of a campaign and you're you could run a campaign where your party is accidentally there or has to go in extract somebody out just like the movie you know if you go through the movie plot I think there's a lot of stuff you could play around with based off of that movie Uh, Rambo could be your old style you know Vietnam style um, jungle warfare one person trying to escape from being captured by authorities kind of campaign so I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff in there and it Harkens back to lots of movies we all went to, say, Blockbuster and picked up the DVD and rented and watched over and over. Or it came up on the HBO channel or this other channel and you watched it again and again just because it happened to be there. Recording, I feel recording like off seen. of TV. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've seen all of these multiple times. Like there was never one here that I've only said, oh, I just watched it the one time. Right. You know, all of these I've watched many times whenever I happen to yeah <laughs> yeah i'm curious about
0: the system because it also feels like you could just be like a firefighter or a spy or i don't yeah. know like there's Everyday lots of hero. yeah 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 so you're just you're just a guy that that has stuff yeah. you're you're john McClain.
1: yeah Run and around. you know things start happening you know mm-hmm. the, the, uh, some catastrophe earthquake uh you know a volcano rises in in idaho you know all of a sudden right in the middle of idaho what yeah. do you do it's
0: gonna happen you know that, the Yellowstone <laughs> or the apocalypse. Uh, yeah Yellowstone apocalypse is gonna. There have, you go. You can play under that giant based on caldera.
1: Yeah.
0: So cool. Those are some kickstarters. Um, I wanted to throw out that we have Pax West coming up, which is in nice. Seattle, and that is September second and fifth. Of course, Gen Con is the beginning of August, and uh, Lucian and I are both going to Gen Con. Uh, it is getting expensive to travel that far for me, so I was thinking next year I might try to go to PAX West and maybe this year I'll try to go to PAX West to, like, check it out. I've never been to a PAX. I lived in Seattle for, like, five How'd years and one? I never went to a PAX. Oh, no, I did. Oh, no, you're right. Um did. Uh, I went up to visit some friends, and they gave me a badge, and I went. That was like a long time ago, but yeah.
1: See, <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, I've never played a superhero. Oh wait, no, I have. Yeah. Like, oh wait, I have. But uh, <laughs> PAX
0: West is coming up, and then in December, the first week of December, second December two and four, two through the fourth, mm-hmm. is PAX Unplugged in Philly, and that was another That's one. one That's what I have been
1: to.
0: Yeah, and I know that. Um, uh. Ted's Gone and a couple other people. And that's, that's the board game one. So that's the one I would yeah. be most interested in. Uh, but I kind of want to try and go see a live Acquisitions Incorporated show. I've, I think yeah, that would be a lot of fun. There. They'll probably have it at PAX West as well, but it would be fun to go to yeah. either.
1: One thing I liked about PAX Unplugged, for those that are maybe thinking about it, um, it felt like a, a, a definitely miniature, miniature Gen Con. But you did see a lot of the same big vendors there. So if you missed out in Gen Con and walking through the big vendor hall, a lot of the top ones were still at PAX Unplugged. And it was not so crowded that you felt like claustrophobic trying to get to all the stuff. So it was more of a laid back, more of a a different. But that convention center is not as big. I will tell you, parking is a effin' nightmare in the downtown Philadelphia. I'm sure. Um, and there there is a cool food mall right near there, but it's definitely a much more condensed space, whereas if you do get the opportunity to go to Gen Con, and maybe you're choosing just one or the other, Gen Con's a much more spread out. There's so many things you can go to. There's so many different streets where there are rows of restaurants and things that you can do, and you, they've got a lot more going on. So it, it's yeah. definitely bigger and more spread out. So if you, if you enjoy that, but it also can be pretty crowded and it can also be overwhelming if, if so, if you don't want that, you might think about maybe Paxton Plug because that's a little bit smaller of it. Yeah. So I liked it.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. We're, we're back. People are going to conventions. We're not, we're not shutting down anymore. So it's kind of exciting. Um, this isn't in our notes, but I wanted to say quickly that WizKids did announce a bunch of new miniatures. One of them is like a $300 Vecna statue that's like really cool looking. Um, this Vecna has the Tome of Evil. Is that what it's called? The It's like the Book of Darkness for... Yeah. Vile Book of Darkness. I think that... But he has it like under his ribcage. It's like part of the mini. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, and then they also announced that they're doing some which uh milestone reminded me in chat here that they are doing some minis for the 80s cartoon characters oh I did see those. yeah, 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 yeah. so kind of cool if you're if you're interested in that that kind of stuff um there's also a slew of new piezo books coming out give us the give us the Paizo Yeah, well they were corner doing, um
1: <laughs> yeah because they they were doing Paizo con I believe it was either last weekend or it's this weekend. Uh, they've been advertising it, and they were doing a lot of their new um kind of release announcements and we, i think we've seen some of these pictures before we've seen hints of them or they've given us the names of them but this is where they really dove into them and uh Lost Omens the Knights of the Last Wall book was announced and this is a and again these books are really big for Pathfinder they're packing a lot of information in yeah. these books they are not small books um and it's cool campaign setting um, we talked a little bit about um, there's a new uh, adventure path coming out, of Abomination Vaults, but the one I was really interested in was Starfinder Drift Crisis because that mm. was the one that reminded me of, you know, the D and D, the Forgotten Realms Cataclysm, right? That reminded me of, oh, the spell burn, you know, the spell plague, or yeah. some huge thing that happens that's just not only world breaking but like physics breaking, or there's a rule that we all thought was hard and fast and Mm. now it's gone like we we could travel faster than light using this stuff the drift crisis has shut all that down right you know so yeah now it's gonna
0: take 12 lifetimes to get to where i was (laughs) or something so now
1: what happens you know and you could run kind of campaigns that way um more than 100 new player options i mean there's just so much in these books yeah this starfinder
0: drift crisis looks really cool that
1: one is one that might get me in it now here's the other thing i was thinking about though too I tried to play Starfinder, a couple of games of it, and it's still based, and it's a, a modified Pathfinder system. Yeah. But I think I like the Pathfinder 2 system better. I kinda oh, want yeah, because Starfinder 2.
0: Starfinder is that... based on a hybrid of Pathfinder yeah. 1, Pathfinder 2, because they made Starfinder before 2nd Edition came out. Yeah, And so it, it, I, that's what I've heard. I haven't played either but I have heard that people are kind of, and I wonder if that was intentional to kind of capitalize on, well, people are familiar with Pathfinder. The second edition might not take off. Maybe we shouldn't go all in, but now it seems like a lot of people really like second edition. And if, if you could update the Starfinder rules, that would be kind of cool.
1: I think I would be, I think I would definitely run Starfinder if they do port it to the Pathfinder two rules. Because then I'm learning Pathfinder 2, and I feel like, okay, I'll be able to do Starfinder also. Whereas right now, I feel like if I try to learn that and then go back ah, in not old that edition. Uh, they yeah.
0: they want to make Pathfinder 2, or they, they were kind of marketing it that it's backwards compatible. So And maybe... I tried to
1: play Starfinder, and it's it's a little wonky. It was not as easy to pick up as I thought it was going to be, because... Mm. There was something, it felt like some of the rules didn't click with each other. And it felt like it was a rough draft version of a game system. It didn't feel as refined as I really wanted it to. Um, And, you know, I'm sure that's what happens with gaming systems anyways. But that would have been the same if somebody just jumped into 3.5 and hadn't played 3. I could see there's the same kind of criticism where you're like, Jesus, some of these things don't seem like they fit together right but that's because people are just bringing so many pieces together and shoving them together into a into one system mm-hmm. that's kind of what the starfinder feels like like one class will feel like it plays a certain way and then when you look at the rules of the other class it's so different it's foreign almost and you're like does that even work the same or there's a point system or a pool system here yeah. but then this system has something where you're like why does systems. why does
0: this sorcerer have a bonus action but my rogue has <laughs> yeah. like these other die that yeah. i can use for it yeah. could
1: use some refining as far as i could tell from a new player who's only tried to play i want to say three or four sessions i felt like i was struggling trying to understand the rules and the classes and how they interacted with each other but you know for those that have probably play it often and have really dove in maybe it's not as hard and they're just like well you just got to figure this piece out or whatever so yeah but I'd be interested if they did a if they did the Pathfinder second edition in Starfinder and I could do the drift I would do the Drift Crisis sounds super cool for that. That would be two things put together would be perfect for me.
0: I so think. I heard a rumor, and this is rumor, I don't know if it's true, that the next uh Paizo video game, like they've been making those Pathfinder games, Which is gonna, gonna be a Starfinder game. The next video oh, game that they do. Oh my which, would be, which would be pretty cool.
1: Because I love Path of the Righteous. Yeah. As much as I just said, I, I want to I play Tabletop Pathfinder 2 because I feel like it's really cool. But when the computer's doing all the rules for me and I can just play the characters and mm. do the things, that game is super cool. If you have not got that game, just put it on your wish list for like a 50% off sale or even better than that and get it. Don't let it go by and never get it. Get it on a sale if you haven't gotten it already. And I it was a it's a fantastic game. I love it. I hmm. love it a lot.
0: So we'll see. I don't know. That was that was something I, I saw read somewhere. I'm not really sure, but
1: I hope so. Uh, That'd be cool.
0: And I know it's the title of this video where we were going to talk about neutral or setting specific game mechanics. The idea behind that conversation came from last week when we didn't get to actually do it. So I don't think we're gonna get it to it today, but the idea of uh, and I guess this kind of comes back to that d twenty or d twenty modern the everyday heroes, like mm-hmm. do you like a generic system that I can take and play Rambo or the crow kind of thing so i maybe we'll talk about this next week because I wanna talk about games um but that that's a that's something to ponder and we'll we'll mm-hmm. bring circle back around and talk about that in the future because i I like that idea of if it's married or not.
1: Well, I want to talk about one quick thing before you.
0: Oh, go ahead. The song. Uh,
1: I feel like I saw Jordan in a video with our friend. Uh, talking about gaming recently, although his camera kept shutting off, so we didn't. Get oh, to see Ben, that. yeah, questing through most of it, Mr. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> how? how what would you think? How'd that go? That I watched that whole thing and was fascinated with all that. that was the, fun. The yeah. OSR questions and the. Um, the idea of bringing, you know, a couple of newer content creators, I think from his point of view that have been doing OSR stuff. And then he's kind of been a longtime OSR creator, yeah. just kind of, you know, feeling you guys out, seeing where you're at. I thought that was super interesting. Um, there were a lot of questions in there when he asked you, I'm like, well, here's Lucian's answer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have my answers. These are all really good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so that was just an interview with me and, um, a, a, young lady named Kelsey, and Kelsey writes yeah. OSR and 5th edition material. She's written a couple of things. Some adventures. Uh, not a couple, I should say. She's written quite a few adventures. Yeah. Um, and she's a really good writer. Uh, ben is Ben from Questing Beast. He's also, he wrote Nave, Like, he's mm-hmm. also a yeah. very OSR mm-hmm. writer. Um, and then, I don't know, just me, because, like, why not? But they had, yeah, the Archean Library. Thank you, Jancy. But yeah, they have a... He, his whole format is like, he's like, hey, I'm going to have this guest on. Do you have any questions for him? And then people write a bunch of questions. And so he was just picking from those. But it was a fun interview. It's on Questing Beast's channel. I've also linked it on my channel, so you can check it out there. If you're in our Discord, it's in the announcements. Um, that was a fun chat, though. Like, I, I like those. I did uh, – I've actually done quite a few podcasts recently. Um, I was on a podcast with startplaying.games the they that company has a podcast that they're doing, and I did I did a quick episode of that. I don't know if it's aired. I'm not sure. Um, and then my friend Kugo from Kugo the Mighty, he had me on his podcast a couple days ago, which I don't know when that will go out either. But I'll be sure to link it. So
1: very cool. I just thought there was some. Uh, ben is really good about asking. Well, I guess the people that sent them in, but yeah, f- and framing the questions that you guys were answering. Yeah, because so, it, it spanned from settings to what you liked about it to you guys had some mechanics talks and like things yeah. you liked or didn't like and those kinds of things so i thought it was a really fun and it got and i was, it, like, oh,
0: I was able so to cool. talk about and I, actually i'm now i'm curious about this for you but i really think that one of the virtues of D D, one of its strengths is um having a adventure that I can run and play, and then you can run and play the same adventure. We have very different experiences with it, but we have that common, like, oh, man, like, when you ran through Storm Mm -hmm. King's Thunder, what did you do in this version? What did you do here? Uh, and we have that shared experience, even though we don't have that shared experience. And that's the reason I think like Marvel's so popular, you know, like I read a comic or I read a book and, or you saw the movie and we both have a, an idea of Spider-Man in our head and we like Spider-Man for similar reasons, but we had a different, so,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but 70% of campaigns are in
1: homebrew for OSR stuff. right? No, no.
0: For D and oh. D fifth edition.
1: Oh, well, um, OSR.
0: It's probably even more. Like, I I don't, there isn't a specific setting for OSR, I don't think. But like, I like the idea of all of us playing in the realms or all of us playing in Eberron so we can all have that cool Eberron experience. Uh, And that's, I think, what they were trying to do. So I don't know, like, what, do you like that? Do you like homebrew settings more? Like, I think that's one of the coolest parts of D&D. And I'm a little surprised that 70% of people are like, well, I only play in homebrew or I only do Mm -hmm. homebrew. And then I'm also even more surprised that uh, there are people that are like, I refuse to play in the realms, you know?
1: Yeah. I yeah, refuse
0: yeah. to play in an Eberron game. Homebrew or no. nothing.
1: Yeah, I think I'm at the first part of what you're talking about. I like the idea of having that shared, and that's why I put the homebrew I wanted to do in Forgotten Realms, but it was across the ocean on an island that doesn't get talked about much, right? Or, but then you, know, you can the use the
0: continent. same gods and things but like that. But now I yeah. can,
1: yeah. So the, the players still had a reference, and in fact... Session zero, they started out in Waterdeep, boarded a ship, and we went the two months it took to sail across the ocean to the new land they were going to, to the brand new thing, where I could do all my homebrew stuff. So I I always do like that idea that there's a connection to it, and I like that I put my homebrew in it Mm
0: -hmm. versus
1: doing a full homebrew from scratch. But, I mean, me and you have talked about cool homebrew ideas that I would love to take all the way through, and maybe that wouldn't have anything to do with Forgotten Realms too, but I think playing games and having that experience with the players, I like that idea where I can say, Hey, when you went through, you know, Tomb of Annihilation, did you guys find this? Or which which God did you have, you know, as your that you took or what did you do for this thing? Or what did you do? How'd you guys fix the ordining? How did you guys get past this thing? Our group had such trouble with it and you know, Oh, your group walked right through what happened? How'd that happen? You know? So I like having those kinds of conversations. I think it does bring people together, even though they didn't even play, they still can come together and tell their each side of it. And Mm -hmm. feel like they've shared something there. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, um, the only thing that I didn't see you guys say in that whole thing that I just felt like OSR different from, you know, 5e or the games that we see right now, it really, I feel like came down to one thing. is like one tries to be more deadly and, and make you less tied to your character at first like mm-hmm. because you're going to funnel <laughs> to get going versus... You're creating superheroes or super legends and you know you're creating superheroes or super legends kind of in a 5e campaign. You're not necessarily creating Farmer John, right? And I feel like that's really where the difference comes from. One group is really trying to do something that's a lot less, um, a lot harsher and a lot more, maybe there's more impact or there's more danger to losing Um, ultimately, whereas Mm -hmm. another game is, it's rare people lose characters, although it still does happen in Dungeons & Dragons. We, you know, our guy almost died in our last session, and I think when our dungeon master told us about the other group he brings, because again, remember Danimal's running two groups through the same Dungeon of the Mad Mage. They had a death. They had a, their warlock died (laughs) disintegrated at some point. We're coming up to a point where one of us could be disintegrated and there's no coming back. (laughs) Well,
0: uh, but you can come back, you know, like for fifth edition, they have all kinds of resurrections and then wish spells can bring you back even if they're fully disintegrated. I I think if you go that
1: high to a, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's
0: my point. Like the OSR doesn't have a lot of those. Yeah.
1: Yeah. OSR is just like roll another one (laughs) Uh, or have four because you know some of them are going to die anyway yeah. so yeah. you might as well just have a couple so i think it's just a different and it's not one's good or bad it's just hey i want that's the style i want to try or No any,
0: yeah so. and and it's really much a push like the OSR i feel is a big push on that This is a man and now we're just getting into really good questions but somebody another chat group that i'm a part of we were talking about like is the OSR dead because we about you, that. Oh we yeah. did talk about that didn't we cuz you can't yeah. reinvent like the classic 80s or, you know, 70s right, and right. 80s of You're RPGs. a renaissance of
1: something that happened. Yeah, and so it's like,
0: well, is it has it been done to death? I mean, and Lex and I are doing these game reviews with Lex, and a lot of it is like, well, that's an interesting mechanic, but it's turning into, is this just a cool, interesting mechanic? Uh, and how many times can you reinvent rolling dice? And how, oh, this is so edgy and hard, you know, like how yeah. difficult does it have to be? But there has to be a balance because you want to succeed. Yeah. The dungeon master wants you to succeed. How many
1: different ways are there to track your rations? Exactly. Torches yeah. you have. <laughs>
0: um, so I don't know. I'm I'm really curious about the future of of oh. the indie RPG scene. Um, and if you watched that video, a lot of us were talking about making mm-hmm. not whole campaign settings, but little things, much like our cliff, like. Yes. The cliff thing we're talking about is, like, a mini setting that's, like, well, it's just a cliff at the end of the world. And then I can take that and put it anywhere I want yeah. in my custom game. Yeah. And I feel like the OSR does that really well, where it's, like, here's a forest. Now take this mm-hmm. forest and put it wherever you want. Like, the game is just a forest, so go, you know. And, yeah. I'm or... still
1: actively hunting for the perfect artist to create that perfect scene <laughs> as the starting point for that we're not hunting very hard i will admit uh, <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm watching twitter hard for artists that okay. like put their stuff up there you go. Uh, oh but there was i know we're almost done i don't even care about what games i played i did get to play it you might not have because you're doing your thing what's this whole ars magica thing? yeah have
0: you heard of this
1: game what is going on this here? is called
0: so i bought a new rpg this is called ars magica it I came out Heard of it but it came out in the 90s and this is the fifth edition version. Now it's not fifth edition D and D it's the fifth version of this. They've revised 20, it five yeah. times. So, yeah. um, but, uh, you are all wizards. And I thought that was kind of cool. The idea is that everybody is a wizard. You're all super magical and powerful. And this, and I haven't, I've, I've gotten through the first chapter, um okay. which is kind of like the introduction. So I'm still reading it, but the idea behind it is that um we're all powerful wizards and somebody or the review that I was reading said that this is one of the most interesting ways magic is handled in an RPG. And so I was I very curious forever. about it. Yeah. There are lots of books. This was a popular setting, I guess, even though I hadn't heard of it until recently. So so I want you
1: to add to the notes that when you do get through that book, I want you to bring this back up because I want to have a huge conversation. About yeah, because I've always no. heard about it but never got into it. I picked it up a ton of times on the shelf. I've I've seen it. Oh, okay, but I've never dived in detail into it. So I'd yeah. love to at some point.
0: Yeah, Grenar in chat says about uh, it reminds of a Mage of the Ascension. Um, okay, or, I've heard of that. Yeah, and that's a that's it, a yeah. White Wolf game, and I no. I have read Mage. Uh, and i like it a lot um that's a whatever and yeah this will be a jocular junction video when i finish reading ars magica i think and i get through my play because i just i got to get through june guys (laughs) i i work i hang out with my kid i go to rehearsal i come home i have like a half hour of tv and i fall asleep because i'm tired uh that's our show anything else up
1: because there are so many shows that just dropped that i need to go watch and binge watch there's so many things i need to do because yeah everyone's talking about obi-wan stranger
0: things dropped
1: yeah lots of stuff to do people apparently vecna is in
0: stranger things 4 because people are googling (sighs) vecna a whole bunch Vecna and let's do this wizards (laughs) put out a Vecna video uh leave us a comment send us an email join our our discord all that stuff Uh, if you listen as a podcast consider joining us live on Saturday mornings on YouTube and Twitch because we're there links down in the doobly-doo I will see you guys next week with a um, another Saturday morning D&D show where we'll talk about something it'll be great
1: D&D stuff
0: yeah anything else sir no All right. that's it take care guys we'll see you next week bye